Welcome back to another episode of the Shalina Fultz Talk Show. I am your host, Shalina Fultz, and I cannot believe that today is December 1st. How did we get here so quickly? I hope you all had a wonderful holiday, that you got all of your Cyber Monday shopping on, your Black Friday sales. My company, HPC Legacy Fashion, we did have a sale going on. If you missed out, you can still purchase some items. Uh, We have jackets for adults and toddlers and youth, NCCU, North Carolina A&T, Howard University. So go check out HBCULegacyFashion.com. Also, I'm really, really excited about this month because on December 18th, I am hosting my very first virtual vision board party. So go to shalanafoltz.com so that you can sign up for the free virtual vision board party. I am a strong believer of writing the vision and making it plain and putting it out there, you know, so that you can manifest what is on your vision board or in your vision notebook. One year I did a notebook where I pasted, copy and pasted um, different um, visions that I had for my life and I put it inside of a notebook so I could carry it around with me. So I would really love for you winning women to join me at the virtual vision board party. So sign up, we also have a Facebook group. Um, if you sign up on my website, there'll be a pop-up that, that'll come up. You can sign up for the virtual vision board party and join the Facebook group from there. Now, today, my guest, who will also be a host, one of my co-hosts at the Vision Board Party, is Yolanda Tate. Now, Yolanda is a native of South Boston, Virginia, and she has always dreamt of helping others. So when she started Inspired by Yozy, it's the platform that elevates her to inspire, motivate, and uplift women all over her community and in the world. Today, we're talking about her newly released devotional, Girl, You Got This. It's a devotional book that helps women gain their confidence back. Yolanda's goal is to teach ladies, young and old, that they can be anything that they want to be. So, I want you to help me welcome to the show, Yolanda Tate. (laughs) Yolanda, thank you for joining me today. I am so happy to have you and to talk about your new book, your devotional Girl, you got this. How are you? I am good. I am so excited to talk about this journey that I've been on today um, with writing this devotional and also just excited to be a part of your podcast. I do listen to your podcast and I think it's amazing (laughs) on, you know, just you having different types of women on there and just their life experiences. So I think it's really cool. Thank you so much for listening. I just want to be able to give other women a platform and to be able to um, just teach women who are new to business and entrepreneurship from other, like allow them to hear other women's stories. And, you know, I remember when I first started in wedding planning, 2012, a lot of, I tell this story a lot, like a lot of people weren't really um, collaborative and they, it was kind of like a doggy dog world. And I remember trying to like find someone to kind of like help me out and no one really wants to help. So I just did my own thing. And I thought years later, I always thought like I would always be helpful to other women when it came to like them just having questions. So this is the whole purpose of this podcast. And I'm so happy to have you. I love to um, start off by taking everyone through a journey. So let's go back to eight-year-old Yolanda. What did she want to be (laughs) when she grew up? Yeah, that's a long time ago, right? (laughs) Right. So it's so interesting because I've always wanted to be like, 
like this inspiring person. Mm-hmm. Like even when I was eight, um, my parents always had me very active, especially like my mom, because Sheila does not play. So, you know, I was in dance, you know, cheer, just very active. And um, I always just remember me wanting to perform, me just wanting to do something that was going to like grab people's like attention. And so, but however, I've always also been inspired by my sister that lives in New York. Um, she does marketing. Okay. Um, so she's done marketing for like some top companies. And I was like, oh, I just, I want to be there with the, the lights, camera action and I can do it too. And so that's where I kind of started my journey with the, you know, well, just wanting to just wanted to be more than from where I came from. Cause I come from a small town, you know, where everybody knows everybody's literally one Walmart, right? One high school, one middle school, several elementary schools. But um, if I go home now and go into Walmart, somebody's probably going to call my mom and tell her that I'm in Walmart. So <laughs> that's oh, how small it is. You know, but I, I, just know wanted- I'm, I understand that because I'm from a small town too. So right, I, right, I understand right. the whole one Walmart. <laughs> right. And, and I just wanted to break really free, good. you know, I just always wanted to be, um, um, just inspiring people, just being a voice. Um, I've always gotten in trouble for running my mouth because I like to talk a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah. And the teachers, I mean, grades will always be perfect, but it will be that little line. Yolanda doesn't know how to keep her mouth closed. Yolanda talks all the time, but I'm like, this talking is going to get me somewhere one day. So. Right. Isn't that the story of like every little girl who grew up to be a successful woman? So like, <laughs> I think that's a great thing, you know, um, but okay, fast forward to now you are in your marketing now, right? So you're like the marketing director for Girl Things, yes. um, or Girl Scout. For Girl Scout. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, for Girl Scouts, North Carolina Coastal Pines. And, um, you know, there I get to kind of do both my heart's desires, right? I get to do the marketing and the communications aspects, something that I'm really, really good at. Um, and then also, you know, just inspire the girls, um, the girls that we have. And it's so interesting because like when I'm in front of um, our girls, especially, you know, the black girls, um, we just did a photo shoot and um, one of the little black girls came up to me and she said, it's so cool to see a black woman in charge. Oh. I like, oh. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I'm this like you know, this like mega person or something like that. But that just really, really is like all the hard work, all the school hours, all the student loans, all of that. It just made it worth it. Um, Just hearing her say that. And she was just asking me questions about how did I get to where I am today? And what did I study? And, you know, things of that nature. So I just thought it was really, really cool. That is so cool. Like, that's the, I mean, that one line was just all you needed to be like, okay, everything I'm doing, everything I've gone through is worth it because it's changing someone's lives. These little right. girls are looking up to me. And so, you know, let's get into the book. Okay. So I have your new devotional and it's awesome. So tell me what was your inspiration behind writing a devotional girl? You got this. Okay, so my story is a little interesting. Um, um, I've been divorced, right? Um, I think you knew me previously when I was married. And um, I just went through a dark period of my life. And it wasn't more so necessarily about the divorce, because, you know, my um, ex-husband and I, we co-parent very well. We're great Mm -hmm. friends. We help each other out with, you know, different projects and stuff that we have going on, work well together. Um, But it was almost, it was like my plan no longer worked. Right. I've always been a planner, always, you know, 
the checking off the boxes and this is supposed to happen and this is supposed to happen. And I was always in control of what was going on. And in that one moment where I wasn't in control, I kind of had to refigure out my life. Um, and I went through like a really, really um, deep depression. Mm. And um, I shared this at my, I had a devotional launch um, and I shared this with the women there. And it was almost like everybody was such in shock because they were like, you just, we didn't know, right. That you were in this depression. And, um, I literally came home one day and the devotional has always been in my heart to do it, but it was almost like, I just kept neglecting God's calling for my life. Right. It's like, God will say, do this. And we'll do 10 other different things until he knocks us down for us to do Mm -hmm. what he has really called us to do. Right. And so um, I came home one day and this was like my breaking point. And it was like an Easter Sunday, just gotten home from church, um, just came home from dinner, put my son in his room. I went in my room, locked the door. And then I went into my closet. I locked myself in the closet. I had an email um, that was going to be delayed seeing to my mom at a certain time. I literally still trying to be in control, right? After the fact, I wrote out, every single thing that I wanted to have happen, like who my car was going to go to, you know, all my finances, things that I wanted to have happen with Mozzie. Like I had it all laid out. And then I had a text message getting ready to hit send to one of my girlfriends um, that lives in the area to come get Mozzie. Right. And so um, uh, after I got all of that situated, I was just in the floor. I was crying, like no lashes, no makeup, like I was just literally bare, right? I'm in the floor, I'm crying. And I'm like, God, like, if you are with me and you you want me to do this thing called life, then I'm going to need you to, I'm going to need to know that you're with me. I need to know now. If I don't know now, like, this is it. And soon as I said that, my phone rang, mm-hmm. which is, was, you know, is the spookiest thing ever. My phone rang soon as I said that. And um, it was this lady and she said, I've been trying to call you all day. And she said, you know, I tried to call you this morning. The Holy Spirit said, not yet. I tried to call you before I went to the church and the Holy Spirit said, not yet. She said, but now I'm really on the side of the road. And the Holy Spirit said, now. And she said these words to me. She said, God wants me to let you know that he's with you. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, you're going to be okay. And mind you, I haven't spoken to this lady in months, right? It's been like forever since I've like really spoken to her. And she said, God wants me to let you know that he's with you and that you're going to be okay and that you're going to get through this and you're going to get through it on top. And she said that to me. And um, and then she said the song Tasha Cobbs, you know, my name had just came out, you know, shout out to her. Phenomenal. And she said, I've been hearing that song so much, but every time I hear it, your face always comes to it. And she was like, God knows your name. He knows your purpose. He's already called you to do great things. Like really legit, like you just need to do them. And so I got myself like, I, you know, I didn't want her to know that I was crying because, you know, I'm still this, like, I am this woman. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and um, I'm legit. Like, I was like, okay, thank you. You know, oh, yada, 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 you know, kind of got over real quick because I was And I just bawled even harder because at that moment I knew that, okay, yo, like God's got you no matter what, right? You know, you had to restart your life over. It's okay. You haven't needed to want for anything. You, you know, doors just kept opening, like get yourself up off the floor. You got this. 
And so I literally kept telling myself every single day after that, girl, you got this. Like literally every single day. And I would have my affirmations like, you know, on my mirror, um, different things that I would say to myself are in the um, in the devotional. And it was just a turning point in my life because I've never been suicidal. Um, I've always kind of dealt with anxiety a little bit because, you know, I'm a I just like everything to be where it needs to be. Um, But never like depression or anything. So it was definitely something new for me. Um, something to go through. And for the women that actually came to the event and they were just like, I would have had no idea that you had even went through anything like that because you show up, you know? And I think I get, I get that from my mom. My mom is a, her story is like even more powerful than mine. And just the things that she's been through, you know, her entire lifetime um, and how she's still able to show up, you know, each and every day. But in my mind, I had to tell myself, you know, who am I showing up for, right? I'm showing up for my son, you know, who's nine years old now and who needs to see, you know, his his mom in a powerful position, but also needs to see the vulnerability and, and the tears just to know that everyone is human. It's okay to cry. It's okay to have emotions, you know, and for the women that's going to go through what I just went through, you know, um, and even more because even at the time going through all of this I was also, you know, working at a job to where, you know, I felt, you know, devalued. I felt bullied. I felt like, I mean, it was just, it was just like, God just flipped me over. And all at the same time, it's like all hell broke loose. Right. And I had to tell myself, no, like, you're going to get through this, you know, no matter, you know, what it looks like, that's not what it really is. So that's kind of what brought me to, um, to writing the devotional. Wow. So do you think the, was it the divorce that brought on like the heavy depression? I think it was just my life at the time. Um, it was just, so I was, like I said, I was at a job to where it was like every day I was going in, I felt like I was being punched, right. No matter how good I did, it was just a certain individual that was just, it was just like, we were just going at it every single day, you know? And um, it was that, but I had been in that for a while, right? Just Mm -hmm. think about, you know, you working somewhere for X amount of years and, you know, like these people are your family, these like, it becomes your life, right? It becomes a part of you, but then, you know, when leadership shifts and changes, um, you know, certain individuals, you know, are just not really good at leadership, right. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, I was stressed. I was losing, like at the job, not even with the divorce. This was before the separation or anything happened, right? Okay. My hair, I couldn't sleep it. Like I could not even sleep at night, right? And then this happened. <laughs> and it was more so like, um, just, it was a shock, you know, but it was also more so of like, yo, you really have to figure out your life. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, it's OK that, um, you know, people get divorced all the time. Right. You know, I'd rather be single and, you know, healthy mentally, spiritually, yeah. emotionally than be somewhere where the both of us are not either of that, you yeah. know. And um, so what kind of just brought it all together, it was like, I was really unhappy in the space that I was in, in my life Mm -hmm. with my career, with just not just uh, my marriage, but different other types of relationships and stuff that I was in. It was almost like 
God was really like putting me on my face. Yeah. I was, I wanted to read. So in, in your, um, on day 22, you have, you don't have to fix it. Again, you don't have to fix it. We love to fix everyone's problems and issues. Well, I want you to know that you don't have to, and then you can continue on. Being a fixer can be a good thing or a bad thing. Being able to help solve issues quickly is a great skill, but it can also weigh heavily on you. Other people's burdens can become your burden. Baggage is real, and in this next season, you need to be lightweight. I thought that was great because I know you kind of mentioned like the whole anxiety and being like a perfectionist. I have all of that as well. And I think high, mm-hmm. high power women, we just kind of like have that that we carry. Yeah. And um, I guess somewhere along the, the way you, you figure out like, I don't have to fix everything. Listen, let me tell you, I set myself free. I legit set myself free because I was like, you can fix everything, but what is that doing to you? Right. And we as women, as like you said, and like certain type of positions and stuff that we're in, the type of women that we are, it's like we can walk in a room and automatically fix whatever it is is wrong. It's just a skill set and a skill level that certain people have. But what is that really doing to you, to your family, to your mental, you know, state? And, you know, I go to counseling like very I'm active. I know my counselor is probably like, girl, I'm like, listen, I'll call you in the middle of the night. <laughs> like I'm one of those people. But um, I just really had to set myself free from it because here I am fixing everybody else's problems. And now their burdens are becoming my burdens. And it's not saying that you can't help people. But what it what it is, is that you have to know your boundaries within it. Right. Yeah. It's like, you know, you may have a girlfriend that um, is just just out there in the world and maybe has a drinking problem and you know you're trying to help her and do this but at to what point is that tarnishing you mm-hmm. right because if it tarnishes you now it's going to sprinkle into your family right and now it's sprinkling into your family it's sprinkling into your emotions your thoughts and now this person's life is kind of taking over your life right. and you can't even do what it is that you need to do for yourself so i'm telling you right now you don't have to fix it so whatever it is mm-mm. At what point did you decide, like, I have to write this devotional where you kind of like in the whole situation writing it or was like, I came through now I need to share. Like, when did you start writing it? So I um, had start writing it maybe like last year. Mm-hmm. Last year I can't remember exactly the um, exact date. And I remember texting the um, young lady, Karen Bullock, um, Bullock Communications Group, who did the fabulous design. And she was like, OK, so where are you with the devotional? And I was like, oh, girl, I got like 10 days. And she was like, 10 days? Like, what? And so I was like, yeah, I know. I was like, I'm just going to really like pray and really just ask God to like give me what it is that I need to say. And so maybe like a couple of weeks later, I was in um, the parking lot. My son was at basketball practice. And, you know, with COVID, we couldn't really go inside. So I was in the parking lot. And I was like, okay, God, like, what you want me to do? Like, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't pray like normal people pray. I'm like really talking to him. I'm like, okay, Lord, like, am I going to do this emotional? Right, am I right. do this emotional? You saved me. Okay. So we said we were going to do this. Right. And maybe like five minutes after that, I pull out my phone, I go to my notes and I just start writing. Like I finished up 80 days within like 45 minutes. Wow. And I remember sending it to Karen, um, who, like I said, did the design um, for the devotional. And she was just like, that was quick. <laughs> and I, I was just 10 days. 
Right. And I sent it to my best friend, um, my best friend, Robin, and she was just like, girl, this is good. And I was like, are you sure? Because you're my best friend. So you have to tell me it's good. Right. And she was like, no, I will tell you if it's not good. But she was like, this is good. She was like, it really is. So that was just kind of like, and it just was birth and it became this thing. So, Yeah. yeah. Okay. So let's get into the topic. What are five ways that we can unlock our self confidence? Number one is to know who you are, right? Because I feel like when people don't know who they are, they are lost. Mm -hmm. Um, You need to know where you come from. You need to know your purpose. You kind of need to know what all of that means um, because you can't go anywhere or you can't become something that you're trying to become if you don't know who you are. Um, I think that's key number one. Number two is um, to protect your peace and your mental space. I think that that is um, something that I have learned to do over the past two years um, is that my peace is everything. Like I will, like I've turned down job offers for my peace. Um, and I think, you know, that's just something that just doesn't have a price on it. Um, another thing is to number three, I would say put affirmations around you about yourself, right? So my routine every morning, I get up and I say, okay, God, we got this. Thank you for this amazing day. It's going to be great. I get up, fix breakfast, fix my son's lunch, get him together, drop him off at school. As I'm walking back into the house, I say, you're beautiful. You're smart. You're powerful. The world is yours. Anything you grab will have favor. Like I speak those things over my life. You have to be really, really intentional about it. And you have to believe it. You know, but if you say it enough, um, because I, um, my ex-husband and I, we have our son do affirmations in the morning too, and so now he's starting to say that he's powerful, and that you know he's brave, and that he's smart, and he's really like it's almost like it's second nature, right? So you really have to speak those things over um, your life. Um, Another thing to unlock self-confidence is to take self-care, right? Um, self-care could be reading my devotional. It could be, um, you know, just taking a bubble bath. Um, one of the things that I love to do is for my self-care is to sit on my couch. I won't even watch TV. I won't have any music on. I will turn my phone on do not disturb and I will just lay there. Right. Um, and the fifth thing that I would say to unlock your self-confidence is that you have to know and really believe that you are everything. You really have to know and believe that. And um, that's kind of like my slogan for my blog, inspiredbyyozy.com. Um, know that you're everything. And know that nothing that anybody else say or do can take away from what God has for you because your blessing has your name on it. Nobody can have it, right? You have your own gift. I have my own gift. I can't have yours because it doesn't belong to me. Right. No matter how hard I try to be you or do you No, that's not what God has called me to do. And so um, I think those five things will definitely help you unlock your self-confidence um, on with free my devotion. Yes. Um, it's been so crazy because I've had such good responses from it. And I don't think I was ready for the responses. Like women have been texting me. Um, calling me. Um, I've gotten emails when people are just like, I knew it was going to be good, but 
dang, this is like really good. Um, so yeah. That's because it, I'm, it came from an authentic place. And I believe whenever you really release yourself and be authentic, then you can uh, finally really touch people and they can relate. And right. so it's relatable. And it's something that every lady should get. I mean, the affirmations and the things that you that you quote in here, they're just great to have. And I, and I believe that um, everything you've gone through is because God wanted you to be able to help other women. And so ladies get this devotion. You can, this devotional, you can order it on Amazon, right? right. Um, tell them where else they can find you. Right. You can also, um, if you go to inspiredbyyozy.com, um, you can um, purchase it there. And um, my Instagram, you can find me on Instagram um, at Yozy, Y-O-Z-Z-I-E, Y-O, Yozio. Um, or um, you can find me on Facebook, also Inspired by Yozy. So. Great. I'm going to add that to the show notes. So if you guys missed it, you can just go and look down there and see um, the links will be there in the notes. So finally, Yolanda, leave us with either your life motto or your favorite quote. My favorite quote is, well, it's like a scripture, but I don't, I, I'm one of those people, I don't really like to quote scripture because I always get it wrong. That's just me. Um, I have two. Um, one is, if God is for you, who can be against you, right? Because I always walk with this, um, this power, this strength. Um, this is one of the things that, um, believe it or not, my ex-husband taught me how to do is like, it's not saying that you're God but it's almost like you have to walk like he's in you. Right. And so um, that's how I like, I can walk into any room or wherever I am. And I'm just like, if God is for you, what, like, who's going to do it? You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. No one. Um, And another thing that that, um, I'll always remember, I get this from my mom. I remember every little situation that I've ever gone through. She's always said this to me. Um, it's okay to cry, feel those emotions. Cause you need to feel those emotions. So you don't go back and do that again. Um, and it's okay to be down, but we don't stay down too long. I love it. And so, um, my mom kind of like instilled that into me. And that's one of the reasons why I just get back up because there's some little girl out there that is watching that's needing me that I don't even know that needs. Um, there's some woman that just, you know, I meet the most random people at the most random time. Um, and you just never know who it is you're going to touch. And so those are two things that I want to leave with everyone today. Thank you for being such a light, Yolanda. You're welcome. This was awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode with Yolanda Tate. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave five stars and a review. And you can watch the full video over on my YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com slash the Shalana Fultz talk show. All right, friends. Until next time, remember you're doing your best and your best is good enough.